Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Want to hear more from Andrea and Jason? Check out the Raising Rebels podcast, season one, episodes Bills, 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 and Because of the Internet. Raising Rebels and the Cheat Code are of the Domino Sound family. On the last episode of The Cheat Code. Through all of this bullshit, Andrea is still the first person I want to talk to. You and I had the best sex. That's something to consider. (laughs) (laughs) I realized what I had to do. And then I realized that I wasn't doing it. But what's happening in the interim is social media wars between me and your ex. And she emails me. So I wrote her back. I'm going to say what I have to say and let the chips fall. And Jason was mad. And I hadn't heard from Jason for three days. And it was the longest we had ever gone without talking. I was crying it out. And I'm like, I probably won't hear from him again. But at least it's, at least I know. Like, I know and fine. And then this friggin' Negro calls. So, you know, he calls me. And I'm like, shoot, I had just adjusted to the fact that I was never going to hear from him again because he's choosing his wife. And, you know, he's talking to me like like nothing happened. And in my head, you know, I had just gone through the gamut of while, you know, we are dealing with Jason moving and all the things that has been happening in his life and him changing jobs, I'm also divorced now. And I am watching my ex move on. And you're single. And I'm single and I am questioning, you know, who I am because I'm with this man who is still very much in a situation with his wife and I'm afraid he's going to choose her long term, which, right, like he should, right? Like that's the thing. And I'm now sitting in a situation where it feels like he's chosen her and my ex has is now in the beginning of a relationship with the woman he would eventually marry and I'm watching it unfold. Hi, welcome to The Cheat Code. This is the story of an affair between one woman and one man told over 10 episodes. Episode 9, Broken Home Guilt Fuckery. Triggered. Parents in paradise, what they want for me. Shawty's never saw marital, vowing that it'll come for me. So an example is I was supposed I had asked him if he could. I'd had my daughter every new year since we broke up. And so I had asked him if he could take her for New Year so I could go out and just do something adult. And he ended up reneging. And last minute kind of telling me he needed to go away. And then I found out later on because, you know, friends are talking, mutual friends are talking that he has gone to some show with this woman that I had had no idea about. 
And so I'm feeling like, wow, you're not, you're, you're not skipping a beat. You say you want to be with me. Then I don't, you know, we don't speak for a couple months. Then it's, I want a divorce. And now you're on to the next thing. And I'm here struggling and I wasn't chosen by you. And I don't necessarily know if I'm going to be chosen by this person either, because every time he's supposed to move, every time something's supposed to happen, he is in this space with this person who's not choosing him. You're describing a male response to to these things. Right. It's so and interesting. It's a, it's a male, a male response is so, okay, what's next? Yeah. And, and um, I don't know that. And don't and necessarily I, deal with the emotion of the, of the thing that, you know, we are moving on from, but it's a serious, and I don't know if it's socialized or otherwise, like, but it's just like, um, you know, yeah, my the mother best was way like, to, men to get, get over, over someone woman is to, woman. you know, it's yeah, not, you know, yeah, yeah, that's, it's not yeah. a thing that, 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 that quiet mm-hmm. time is not a thing. Mm-hmm. And but it doesn't feel right to me at the time. At the time, it feels like once again, you are in a situation where you're not no one chooses you. And so understanding like the circumstance, you should have chosen her at that moment. It didn't feel good. And, you know, when you called me back, it kind of put a new lease on our relationship. And I remember she wrote me again at some point right after the Super Bowl or something like that, like February, March. And she was just like, you know, I'd like to talk to you, what have you. And I was like, yeah, you know, we can talk if you want. And then I just decided, what are we talking about? So I never, I never initiated contact. And it was kind of like, I was like, look, you know, there's really nothing for us to say. Like, you know about me. At this point, I've kind of decided I'm not going anywhere. I now know enough about your relationship to know that this is not really like y'all are family and I get it. But as for you and him, that's, it is what it is. It's not a real um, thing. And, you know, we go through. Even though a, it is a real thing. It is a very real but thing. But it's not a real thing. And we go through a few months like that. Like we go through like the summer and you and of I are still 20, actively dating. 2013. We're still actively dating. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what, we don't know no, what's happening. I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe it as suspended disbelief. I would describe it as, um, a kind of a settling yeah and 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 an acceptance it was definitely acceptance from all of, of us this is where we are right of, now of like so everyone kind of got oh okay here is exactly what's happening like here is ex- at least that's how i felt like here is exactly where you're coming from here is exact i had a different understanding of andrea and your position. Yep. I had a different understanding of my ex and I had a different understanding of myself. And then I was much more able to, and not realizing that I was the one who was in control of so many of those next steps. And then I made the definitive, deliberate step of telling her, no matter what happens, when this lease is up, we are done. Sex in that space is was easy for me in terms of the physical act of sex. And I think, you know, I, I hate saying these things, like I hate generalization, but I know of, in my experience, the men that I know, most of us, the 
intimacy and the sex were two different things. So we could have sex and I could have the physical act and release of sex. Um, and it's strange because that was my wife at the time, but it, it wasn't an intimate act or display of, you know, love in that way. I loved her, but that act of sex wasn't that thing. It was a different thing. Um, and I've had that experience with many women, you know, in my, in the past, it's kind of like, I can separate intimacy from sex. Um, it's not, it's never been difficult. And I think a lot of men would, would agree with that experience for them. It's like, yeah, let's go have sex the same way. Yeah. uh, Let me take out the garbage. And mm, it's cringy, but you know, it wasn't, it, you know, I'm not equating the acts as much as I'm equating what I felt like was my obligation at the time. Right. Like we're married, we have sex period. Right. It's funny. So during this time, you know, we, we talked about like settling in and this is when I think like my friends would corner you and catch you and be like, so <laughs> Negro, what's going on? Your friends are scary. Right. Like they was like, so even the ones in this room, like <laughs> they was on some like, so what is the plan stand? Like what is happening right now? And, you know, and, and usually where I would have been like cringy about it and been like, oh my God, don't ask him that. I was just like, yeah, Negro, what's the plan? So like what, what are we say? doing? So what he say? So I still was in see what happens mode. I am not a woman who is, you know, I say I'm, I was open, but I'm not, I, I don't have that a capacity to pay attention to two people. So if I'm paying attention to you, it kind of is what it is. Especially when one of them is I mean, because me. it's just you. Right. But, um, but the reality is, you know, you see how much I have put up with, how down I am, how much I, like I've been here. You don't need to tell me when I can pop off or when I'm going or I get that. And you don't get to discard everything I've done and now be mad at this little thing when I'm here after all this shit you've done. Like but I was pissed. Why are you looking at me like right. that? I was pissed. Like, I was, was like, you don't get to be mad about shit. That was right six now. years ago. Like right. why are you it looking was, at it me was, like it was. That. But I, you know, I can still get mad about it. <laughs> um, but it was literally like, you don't get to get mad about shit. Like you just don't. And then fast forward to like October 2013 and you are like, I don't know what happened and I don't know how this got triggered, but you've had a conversation and, you know, your wife is working at this point and you're like, okay, so you're working and this lease is going to come up for renewal in 2014 and I'm not renewing it. And this is how we're going to plan to get out of this house. So I had also moved from practicing back to more stable employment. Right. Um, And she'd had gotten stable employment. Right. And we'd, you know, spoken about the long-term prospects or lack thereof as far as, you know, us together. For the first time, I was like, you know what? You're asking. Like, it's not an assumption. It's not a fantasy. You're like, this is our plan. I've spoken to my ex and we are no matter what breaking this lease at the end of this time and so in June of 2014 I plan to move out yeah because for the first time I had a viable 
strategy. And for the first time, I felt comfortable. Comfortable is not the word. For the first time, I felt... Uh, I felt like I had a place to ask you. I didn't feel like I was in a position to ask you to wait for me before that. And I made a lot of mistakes on the way. You know, I made uh, the choices I made, although they were made in the best, uh, with, with the best intentions, they weren't the right ones. I realized that. And I realized that there was no easy or safe or uh, like it had to be hard, difficult way to right. do it, and I just we just had to do it. And then what I told myself was, there's not going to be a, uh, there's not going to be a no this time. Yeah, Where I'm I'm gonna I'm going to have to do this no matter what. So of course, man plans in God's lap. God laughs. So like, we are now on the way. I say yes. You know, we're moving forward. And <laughs> right after that, your ex loses her job. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> right. And there were so many things. That, you know that that kind of thing had happened before, where it was like I would plan to move or leave, and something would happen. Um, Medical issues, yeah. you know, job issues. And I think God was, you know, hit me in my head and say, so you said you want to do this, you want to do this? I was working for a company in New Jersey and you were sending me apartments. You were like, okay, so I'm looking at this apartment. So I've got this broker and I'm looking and I, I need to make a decision by May because the lease is up. And I'm sitting there like, right. he's really doing this. Impossible, impossible, impossible. Impossible, 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 impossible. And so now, what does that look like? Because we have been creeping for so long. Oh, scary. Even even if even though I'm I'm technically single, we've still been in this situation. And what does that look like? And so, you know, we the next few months fly by. And I am anticipating it, but I'm also scared as hell because now, now it's real. And I didn't know that. No, it, scared to death because at this point you haven't met my kid. I haven't met yours. And when you finally signed for the apartment, which was like, oh, okay, now you can meet her. Now this is a thing. You can meet her. I don't blame you. So I remember you like that was that was super scary. It was like, okay, so this is my friend Jason. And, you know, kids are so smart. She was like, you mean a dude you've been dealing with for like three years that you wasn't trying to let me see? Like, we're going to finally just act like this is a thing now? And I was like, well, what you mean? She's like, what you mean what I mean? Like, dude been around. So I remember having a conversation like the with her. ID. Like, the call, like, she's like, so who's this? So does daddy know him? And I'm like, you know what, bro? How you asking me questions? So I remember having the conversation with her and I was like, so you're going to meet my friend, blah, blah, blah. She was like, so dude's been around. So why haven't I met him? And having the conversation with her that you are the most important thing in the world to me and everybody just doesn't get to meet you. And she was like, really? And I was like, no, really? Like everybody just does not. That's a privilege. Like everybody does not get to meet you. So I need to know that the person is cool and going to stay. Um, so you're going to meet him now. 
Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And it was a natural getting along, which was fantastic. Like that was that was super important to me that at least that hump, like we get over that hump. Right. And I had it was it's funny. I had a lot of trouble finding a place. Um I made good money. My credit wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. That's a whole other podcast, um, Black People Credit. Right. <laughs> and but the uh, the places that I needed that I wanted, I wasn't getting. Yeah. And interestingly, it wasn't a dis- it, it didn't discourage me. It didn't dissuade me at all. Cuz we were um, big into signs and back there was then. So, and any well, sign I tried anything, to read we like, the 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 universe, you know, like I tried to read energy, you know, still do. And I, all the things, all the fears that I had that I just did away with during that process, during that, you know, changing household process, which is ridiculously scary because at that time, my ex wanted to stay still. So I am making, I am being charged with making the unilateral decision to change our lives and bring my kids with me at the time mm-hmm. and set up a whole house for them. And they're four years old. And now I am the responsibility for how this all goes is now all mine because you wanted this. I, right. you know, even though you f- fucked up many, 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 many times to help us get here. And I fucked up a couple many, of times. Many. <laughs> Come on, stop it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yes. But I fucked up, yeah. you know? But at the same time, we we both created what we deemed to be irreconcilable at the time. So I thought it was very, very unfair to then switch gears because whatever changed with you changed to then switch gears and say, oh, you're the one that wanted this now. So I had a whole bunch of, of fear. So I think, you know, that's part of, people are able to tell their story because you know hindsight is 2020 so now we can tell the story a little bit more like this is what happened or this is what happened for me but in the beginning when you're trying to tell your story and gain allies or what have you that whole who made the decision is super important to people even if they know what they helped do to get there that whole well you know I didn't make that decision to leave is very important to people so I kind of get that situation because part of that story now can be well and i'm not saying this is the truth but i'm saying like well jason decided to upheave our lives i didn't have a lot of money um i had to not tell my kids what was happening until i had set up their new home so we made the decision she and i to tell them after they moved into their new home which sucked because Mm -hmm. I'm basically lying to my babies and that's whack. And um, I 
thought that it was, it, well, it was easier. It was easier for us. It was definitely easier for me. I had a bunch of emotional oceans to navigate leading up to that point. And I didn't want to add another emotional layer, which would be the girls hysterically crying as they're the home, the only home they've known is now being diverted and they're not going to be living with both of their parents at the same time anymore. It was, it was easier for me. I didn't realize it at the time. I, I told myself that this is best. They're kids. You know, the story parents tell themselves when, um, we're not transparent with our kids. Right. Um, and that's where I was. Um, in hindsight, I would have made a different choice, I think. Um, my ex's plan and, and my plan at the time was um, she'd establish herself. And then, you know, we'd have the custody arrangement we have now, which is one week with her and one week with me and one week with her and one week with me. So that was the plan going into it. Um, had a hard deadline to find an apartment. I had all these great apartments that fell through. The last motherfucking apartment <laughs> that was available, I, God was like, you really want this, bro, bro? Here it is. It was just schmegula, you know, and I was better than that. I was better than that. Yeah, bitch, I paid the price to rock this ice, uh. Tell me what you niggas know about sacrifice, uh. Tell me what you niggas know about sacrifice, yeah. I pray every night cause I live one hell of a life. One hell of a life. First of all, before you start, before you start. It was small. It was like a bedroom and a half. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was, it was, it, it, the pain, it was, uh, it was just I. And I, I had better than I. You know, I was doing better than I. It was, the other places, they had sun, they had like skylights and shit. They, it was like three bedroom walk ups and all of this, all of this like hardwood floors and all of this other stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. And then they all fell through. They all fell, one had like a sunken joint. The sunken joints is dope. That was super dope. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah. But I was like, you're not going to stunt your way through this, bro. You're not going to stunt. Like, and wait, I, was, I was humbled. But wait, part of the whole thing with separation and divorce is it doesn't just knock you down a peg about I lost my relationship and blah, blah, blah. If you're not financially set up to walk out and stunt from jump, mm-hmm. the amount of humble pie that you have to eat. So, like, you're talking about, like, okay, your apartment. And I'm sitting there like, I lived in South Orange, which is a fairly affluent neighborhood in New Jersey and blah, 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 blah. blah. And now I'm moving to East Orange. And shout out to EO. Like, I'm not playing y'all or nothing, but it's the hood. Like, I could not. I was like, I can't send my kid to school here. I'm not sure about parking, blah, blah, blah. Like, now we know gentrification is coming. My apartment is dope. Mm -hmm. I love East Orange. It's culture. It's blah, blah, blah. But I didn't grow up in the hood like I was in East New York for a while then we moved to Queens and where I was in Queens was middle to working you know working the middle class black neighborhood so I'm also like yo I've never had to live in the hood and now if I want to own something I'm in the hood and I, I'm like I don't even know if I want to tell people I just say I live in the oranges <laughs> <laughs> right because they're for them bastards and you don't know like you just choose the orange shit don't I look like I'm from one of the better oranges Last whatever right? <laughs> 1738 
I'm like, hey, what's up, hello? Since you're pretty ass, soon as you came in the door, I just wanna chill, got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money, introduced it to my stove. Showed her how to whip it. But that is a true thing, like dealing with the amount of of just humbling that you have to do. And then, especially for me, it's like my ex is still living where we were living. And I'm like, this asshole over here gets to stay and I'm over here. And so when you said that, it just like it was so triggering because yeah. <laughs> I'd so get like what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so the apartment was schmegular, sorry. It was just, you know, it was. it's not a bad place. No, it's not. I, I came to really appreciate certain attributes. And location, attributes. location, location. Location was great. I walk the kids to school if I need to. I can walk to the train every day. Um, but I just wasn't happy with it yeah. at the time. Um, but I think it was God telling me, yo, you want this? This is what it is. And I could have easily made kicked it down the road a little bit and who knows what would have happened. But I was like, uh, this is what I got to do. And I signed the lease and I moved and my boys helped me. Um, and they were confused because no one really knew what was going on. You know, I talked, I talked to my uncle about some things. I talked to my pop about some things. I talked to my cousin about some things and I talked to you. That was it. Nobody yeah. else really knew what was going on. So my boys are just confused. And I'm like, yo, just shut up. Take this box into the truck. <laughs> Don't ask no questions. I'll hip you to everything when we get back to the house. And um, it was sad. It was it was it was horrible. Actually, you know, it was you know sitting in an empty house, thinking about you know the last X years. Um, that sucks. And then you know. Then it, then it didn't suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, then I, I got to the new place and even though it wasn't what I wanted, uh, I was, I was, I was very comfortable and confident in my choices at that point. Um, the only apprehension I had still was how I was going to tell these girls about their new life. And they were not happy with me. They were not happy. So back on my side of the world... While you're sad, there is champagne popping. <laughs> Me and all my girls are like, this Negro move. We're dancing. It was a whole thing. Because, you know, on my side, we had been waiting for this. So nobody believed that this was actually going to no, happen. No. Because I was super full of shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. The story doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, word. He's just, he's, word, word. word. He's leaving his house. Oh, that's going to happen? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I have a couple of girls particularly who were interview Jason every time they saw him. Like, mm. so, so what's going on? So what's happening? So what's going on? So what you doing? So, they you know, my girl is do. dope, right? Well, they still do just mm. because that's who they are. But, um, <laughs> so when I told them like, okay, he signed a lease and he's moving. Like everyone was in my apartment, like the whole <laughs> crew, you know how my crew is. Everybody's over. Everybody bought a bottle. Everybody's here. Like, okay, so it's about to be on. It's relationship time, blah, blah, blah. We're celebrating. And it was literally like such a smack in the face because. So when I told the girls that um, I went to get him from my mom and I brought him into the to the apartment and the first thing my one daughter says is hmm, this is small and then she <laughs> first thing and then she ran to unpack her stuff that's the first thing she said, oh this is small i know which one that was right 
<laughs> so my ex was there at the time. And so we sat them on the couch and said, you know, listen, um, mom and dad have decided that we uh, will not any longer be together. Um, and we'll be living in different places, but we will uh, figure out how we will both have meaningful time with you. And they were hysterically crying. They were hysterical at the prospect. I think they were scared. I think they were angry. Um, it was those two emotions that I saw, fear and anger. Um, and I was heartbroken because, you know, coming from a divorced home, and I was six when it happened, and I can tell you, world, I remember every detail of the first few months that my father, my biological father, I, I don't even know what to call that man, but I can tell you, I remember every detail of him not being there. I remember the void. It's like a, it's like, um, I can't even describe it. It's like, it's like someone shot a hole through your planet. It's like if you could see Earth from the moon and see a, a quarter-sized hole through it. That's what it felt. It felt like a hole went through my whole entity. And I remember being on the couch alone with my sister. I remember being scared that I was the man of the house, in serious air quotes. <laughs> um, I remember feeling like I had to protect my mom, my sister, um, and feeling like I had to be a man, you know, whatever that meant in 1980, right? With, with not knowing, you know, with, with so much of the other brokenness that, um, applied to that situation at the time. And I brought myself all the way back there and I was just looking at my girls saying, I know how you feel. In my head, I was saying this. I know how you feel, but this story is not going to be like this because I have different information. You know, I caught up in the moment of he's out of his house, we get to start, but there are humans involved, right? And so there's transition periods and there are things that need to happen. And because mine had happened so long ago now, four years I am not quite prepared for how long the transition is going to be. So I could not immediately introduce you to my kids. Yeah, and that was fine. You I, know, I think we were fine that with was, that. that. That was something that needed to have a transition. What? I had a number in my head of, of months um, that made sense to me. It was an arbitrary figure that I invented, mm -hmm. but um, it made sense to me. But, you know, factored into that was the idea that she and I would co-parent. Right. So that shit didn't happen. What we didn't anticipate was... There was no co-parenting. So, you know, this choice was made with that co-parenting idea in mind. And then what happened was no co-parenting. So now all of a sudden I am a single parent. Full-time. Full-time, post-divorce with twin four turning five-year-olds. 
And that was crazy.